I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. With me today is Dr. Dave Schramm. He is a USU Family Life professor and co-host of the Stronger Marriage Connection podcast with Dr. Liz Hale, who my listeners are familiar with. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, so excited to join you today, Maria. Let's talk for a minute about just the state of marriage. We hear that younger people are waiting longer and longer. Is marriage becoming, would you say, an outdated tradition? It's really interesting. Actually, as you look at the trends, as you see, you're right, in the last decade, I would say the last two decades, we've seen a a real decrease in marriage. An increase in cohabitation has actually, yes, skyrocketed over the last, I would say, even 20, 30 years. And so, yeah, more people are now um, living together prior to marriage than, than aren't living together prior to marriage. And so, in some ways, you know, I think marriage will always be there, but it is losing some of its superpowers. Why do you think that is? I, I think there are several reasons. One, I think that some people think, you know what, it's, it's just a piece of paper. That That's their perspective. It's just a piece of paper. We may as well, you know, weddings are, are expensive. It's this huge commitment. It's easier to get out of this relationship if there's not this this legal commitment in it. Um, and and really just seeing, you know what, we, we don't need it. We, we don't need this anymore. We can kind of come in and, and out of relationships without this, this commitment for others. It's, it's a, it's a trial run, right? It's to see, it's kind of to test the waters, test, you know, test drive the car, for example. But, but with that, they have like one foot in the boat and one foot out. And so even kind of that feeling is I'm not all the way committed because I could get out at any one time. And so that's really where it, it really lies. The research lies. It's, it's about commitment. Hmm. How does this, affect relationships, though? Are you really forming that deep bond when you don't have that piece of paper or that commitment? Yeah, the research, all the research that I've seen so far continues to show, though, Maria, that that there's something different, that there's something qualitatively different when someone actually marries, when they are that, that, that commitment, I'm solid, the, there's happiness, the happiness levels are higher, sexual satisfaction um, is higher in those relationships. And so there's, there is still this qualitatively different experience with, with people who, who marry rather than just live together. So what would you say then are some of the common myths about marriage and getting married? Mm, you know what? I, some of the common myths are, are this, you know, it, love is enough. Love, there's this myth that if we just love each other, if we just hold on strong, we're so in love. 
And it's this kind of this infatuation and that's going to, to, to keep us together. But that, that was meant to really draw us together, but it was really never meant to, to keep us together. It takes so much more than just, than just love. And another key one that I have to bring up is this one I hear all the time. The key to a strong marriage is communication. There's just this huge emphasis on communication and this, these skills. Now skills can be important, but I see it more as kind of the shiny surface on the, on the car rather than the engine. So it's not communication, it's connection. And communication is really kind of a, a fruit, if you will. I, I talk about roots and fruits. Communication is more of the fruit. The root is connection. It's about getting our, our hearts right. So it's not about skill. It's more about will. Mm, so then how should people think about going into marriage? I mean, what are some of the things they should consider if they are thinking they're they're ready to make a commitment to someone? Mm, you know, number one, don't rush this, right? This is, there are many decisions in life. And I, I say there's a handful of some biggies and this one is huge. So people really want to see their partner in all kinds of situations, right? How they treat their families, a big, even how they treat pets, for example, how they talk about people, how they talk about their exes, uh, seeing them in stressful situations, right? In the car or they're running late, uh, money management type of, of, of uh, similarities of, of what, how they view money, similar values. I think these are some core things, some, some must have that we have that we agree on these, you know, parenting ideals. So, and I, I would say a big one, especially today, Maria, is making sure you're in a good place emotionally, right? Mentally mature. In Utah, for example, right? Our brain, we get married at a younger age and brain hasn't quite developed till about, you know, mid twenties, 25 ish. So being able to be able to, to slow things down and, and look at things like family background and emotional readiness. There, there's free relationship assessments here at Utah State, for example, they can take. There's relationship education. So making sure that you're in a good place yourself and making sure that you're marrying your, your best friend. Right. Uh, you mentioned infatuation. So it makes me wonder um, how we should look at our expectations going into a marriage because it's not all peaches and cream. That's right. Yeah. In fact, you, you nailed it. So much of today's struggles come from unrealistic and unmet expectations. We have these, these expectations that marriage is going to fulfill all. It's going to, you know, there's going to be this happiness and this bliss. And, and there, there tends to be, you know, for that, that honeymoon effect, but that is very real. Um, it was that infatuate, it was meant to bring us together, but not keep us together. But all marriages will, will hit this point where they then be like, okay, there's some differences. And now I start getting irritated. And then the, the, the silent killers are anger and resentment. They creep in. And then we start, instead of focusing on the 80% that we really love about this person, what happens is that we start looking at the 20% that really, really bugs us that, that we wish was different. And when we start focusing on the 20%, it starts to feel like 80%. And then it starts to just kind of slowly poison the marriage. Mm -hmm. Is marriage for everyone? A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. 
that's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, uh, I, I personally believe that, that marriage is a choice. You know, uh, according to the, the U.S. Census Bureau, we brought this up earlier. Among Americans ages, I think, 18 to 24, cohabitation is now more common than being married for that age group. Did you know that? With 9% living with an unmarried partner in 2018 mm. compared to 7% who live with a spouse. So some people, they see, you know what, I'm I'm not ready for marriage or I want to try something else. Um Again, a lot. Some people are afraid of getting divorced. They've seen their parents divorced. They haven't seen examples of healthy, strong marriages. So, so they're very, very hesitant uh, mm. for that. So, yeah, for some people, um, either by choice or yeah, not it's out of their control. You know that they they never met anyone or no one. You know, didn't get into a serious relationship. So, so I think it can go both ways. So for those who are hesitant then about getting married, but they are, say, they think they're in a healthy relationship, uh, what would you say to them? I would say, um, take a look, take take kind of a step back, you know, even from the emotions, even ask, um, you know, other people what they think. You know, sometimes we, we disregard the the tips and the kind of the information from really close friends, from family members. I think, again, taking a relationship assessment to be like, you know, do I feel like I'm ready for this? But then really exploring wh- where's that feeling coming from, that hesitancy, uh, and, and taking a deep look inside. Is this, you know, a fear um, that I have? Is there a red flag possibly that, that, that's going on? So there's lots of reasons to be hesitant. And I think don't ignore those, but explore those and really kind of get to to the root of that. You know, does it not feel safe? Do I not feel connected? Um, do we have some differences that I feel like, you know, will continue to to grow? But some is it's just plain um, scary. There's just some fear. I think most everybody, you know, maybe has a little trepidation, a little bit of, you know, un- unsure about this. But then when we make that commitment and say, you know, it feels good, it feels right, I think I'm I'm ready, um, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Part of that newness really is, you know, in the newlywed years, it, it's a wonderful time. It's a, it's a time to explore and uh, a time to really experience the, you know, the, the newness of that, of the, the new person, getting to know that person. But yeah, for those who are, are a little bit hesitant, I would say explore that, don't ignore that. Mm-hmm. We hear jokes often about, in-laws and it's, there's mm. there are all those mother-in-law jokes and, <laughs> yeah. and so talk to me for a minute about family relationships surrounding a marriage and how important it is to maybe have a good relationship with other family members yeah it, you know as my children are getting older um <laughs> in teenage years and looking towards that the more i study this the more actually important maria i think that these in-law relationships truly are in relationships. When you marry a person, you are marrying the family. So looking, you know, there are those, those exceptions, you know, who have a horrible relationship with in-laws and they can still have a good marriage, but their influence can really strengthen or even wreck um, relationships. So starting off on a, on a good foot is super important and maintaining that um, it, it's really important because their influence will, I mean, you know, whether you're doing holidays with them or traditions and family vacations, you'll be around them a lot. And so don't ignore that. If there are some red flags there and you're like, Hmm, 
something is, is just not quite right. Maria, I know couples who have actually broke off their engagement for no other, they were in love, but I know people who have said, mm, I just can't, that the family is, is too much. They're overbearing. There's some differences there. They don't treat me with respect and they've actually broken it off. So that one I think is a big one that can be ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking a lot about people who are, haven't enter, entered into marriage, but I know that we have, I have quite a few listeners who are married. So before I let you go, I'd like you to leave us with a few tips about what you see as a healthy marriage and how people can really keep their marriages healthy once they're married how do they keep that marriage healthy yeah great question you know it's it's like what is the key to all of this i I think what most people want is a strong healthy happy connection that's really what they want they want to feel connected to feel loved and appreciated so i think it starts with a a happy me I, i say a happy we starts with a happy me i think that's foundational after that I call these the six gifts, the six gifts in relationship. Number one is attention. I I say lack of attention leads to loss of connection. And so it's these small things often that you're paying attention, giving your your spouse that attention. Another one is love, right? That's, That's a very important, that's a core one I think we're all familiar with. Time, time together, um, trust is another gift. Appreciation, expressing that appreciation and forgiveness. I think being able to be quick to forgive and not holding um, those grudges, you know, slowing down that anger. And I like to tell couples that you can manage your temper, your tongue and your tone, that tone of voice, those can get us in, in trouble a lot. You know, those reactions tend to, to wreck relationships. And so it's really making those, those small little deposits, if you will, into our relationships, having those realistic expectations, those rituals of of connection that keep us close because life gets busy, but but slowing down and making sure that you're doing those small and, and simple things. It's not the big grand vacation, my friends. It is really those small little cups of connection that we have in our relationships that keep us close. That is awesome. Dave, anything else you'd like to add? No, you know, I, I I hope the listeners will actually check out uh, strongermarriage.org. It's Utah State's website. We have webinars. We have, uh, again, this free relationship assessment, videos, everything. It's free. And couples can access it at any time to help strengthen their relationship. Great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.